The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Today on Power of the Word. So an atmosphere of thankfulness creates an environment where God can do more than otherwise could possibly happen. When we're thankful to the Lord, it opens doors that no other thing we could do could open. People who are unthankful have a difficult time receiving from God. Confession is a vital part of our faith. The words we speak carry more weight than most of us could ever imagine. The book of Proverbs tells us that our words can either destroy or bring life. Yet, you have the power to choose the right words to come out of your mouth. In the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life, Dr. Ed King shares biblical insight and direction on how to use your words to bring the future you desire. These confessions cover areas of your life such as your health, purpose, family, finances, and more. Agree with God and speak what you want to see in your life. To order the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life as MP3s for a gift of $7 or on CD for a gift of $15, go to poweroftheword.com or call 1-800-956-4433. Change the course of your future through the words you speak today. Praise God. Well, we've been in a series uh, talking to you about uh, God works in atmospheres. We're going to continue on with that today. And we've brought you a number of things. Number one, it's a real revelation to know that He is uh, often bound by the circumstances that are created by people and events and things of that nature. Um, you could go through so many things and so many illustrations of it, and we won't for time's sake, but we've tried to give you some things that allow you to know what kind of atmosphere that he'll work in, not just in church, but in your personal life. There are things if you do certain ways, you're going to get a visitation from God, much more likely. Amen. So we talked to you about praise and worship. We talked to you about faith. We talked to you about a number of things. And so we're going to take a little other turn in our study on atmospheres, and we're going to talk to you about God works in an atmosphere of thankfulness. So it's important for us to create an atmosphere of thankfulness. Everybody say thankfulness. Thank now, I want you to turn with me in your Bibles. You do have your Bible, don't you? You need your Bible. You need to get comfortable with your Bible. Now, your Bible needs to be something you have with you all the time. Now, we can take them now by phone or iPad or however we do it. A lot of ways now. But be comfortable with your Bible. And I think it's important to have a, a, book, a book, not just a phone or whatever, that you can write in and mark in, and it becomes you. And you put your thoughts you know, right in the margin. If you got, if your Bible's too expensive to mark in, go get you a cheap one. But get you one you can mark up. Amen. Praise God. 
Now in the book of Luke, chapter 17, there's a story here. We'll begin in verse number 11. And we'll spring from there into our, you know, and some to, to some additional things. But in Luke chapter 17, verse number 11, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Now, the reason they had to stand afar off because they were unclean and society did not allow them to mix and mingle. And there were certain ways that they had, uh, you know, some uh, used a bell or various things, but they, in some cases, would have to cry out, unclean, unclean, because they were ostracized from the society they were in because it's a contagious thing that can be transmitted. And uh, not super contagious, but contagious enough that they have to go into isolation. And so not only do they lose their health to the disease, they also lose their fellowship and their association with friends and family because of the problems that are created by it. So that in and of itself is pretty bad. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So they said to Jesus what they wanted. And, you know, sometimes we beat around the bush a little bit too much, and we need to just get right to the point. And if you say, if you need mercy, tell him. Give me mercy. Now, that word mercy right there means compassion or pity. That's what it means. And so they asked Jesus to have compassion on their situation. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Now, nothing took place until they acted on what God told them, what Jesus told them. He said, now go show yourself to the priest. And nothing happened until they began to follow and obey that instruction. They weren't healed before, and then they're going to go show themselves to the priest. They begin to move toward obeying that word, and as they went, that healing came to them. Now, there was a reason that they had to go show themselves to the priest. Now, you find in Leviticus 14, and I won't read it for time's sake, and it's a little tedious how it's written in there, but you'll find that there were certain things that a leper, if he'd go show himself to the priest, that had to take place. And the, and the priest, they, they, had to, they had to shave their head, they had to shave their eyebrows, they had to, there's a whole bunch of things they had, had to do. And uh, I guess it's for future contamination or whatever. But anyway, they had to do a bunch of things. And they also had to give an offering. You say, well, why would they have to do that? Because that was a part of their thankfulness to the Lord for what he had done for them. And you can find it outlined clearly in Leviticus 14, what a leper would have to do to be declared clean to the community. And so he could re-engage in the society he had been ostracized from. Amen? And so he told them to go show yourself unto the priest, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, and so cleansing equates to healing. In this case, cleansing and healing was one and the same. Amen? 
Amen. Amen. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet and giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And uh, the word whole there is the word that we use if we say a person is saved. You know, when the person gets born again, we use the word saved. He's saved. The word saved in the Greek is the word sozo, sozo, but it's, it's, it's pronounced like it's got a D in it. Sozo. That's the way you pronounce the word. And what that word means is made whole in every part of your life. Spirit, soul, body, financially, socially. It's the uh, Hebrew word shalom. When we say shalom or peace, that means every part of you, every part of whom you say that to, if you say be blessed, that's what you're saying. I, I bless you in the name of the Lord. And I am saying to you, be whole in every part of your being. Nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing out of sort, nothing out of place. That's what that word means. So there were 10 that he spoke to and told them to go show themselves to the priest. And as they went, they received their healing. So here they are healed of leprosy. Now leprosy is a, a diabolical disease. It's an insidious malady. And sometimes because people lose feeling in their fingers and in, in toes, their extremities, they'll actually injure themselves and can't feel it. And so in many cases, they, they don't have fingers. And, and a lot of that's gone. And now the disease itself will do that. But there's more than just the disease at work. It's what it brings. And so here these people are scarred from leprosy. But now they're suddenly healed. And so they can re-engage into society after they go show themselves to the, to the priest and get declared clean. But this one came back and he began to say, thank you, Lord, or he gave thanks to the Lord. Now we're talking about creating an atmosphere of thankfulness or thanksgiving. And when this one came back and gave thanks to the Lord, not only was he healed of the leprosy, and in, we have no indication that the other nine got their fingers back. We just know the leprosy was stopped. But in this case, this man was made whole. So he got back whatever was lost. And I wonder how much income you'd lose over the years. They're not being able to work. So when Jesus said, behold, he wasn't just talking about his body. He's talking every part of his being. And so thankfulness to God created an atmosphere 
where he could completely be restored, nothing missing, nothing broken. Now, thank God for the nine that got healed from leprosy, but this guy not only got healed from leprosy, he got restored to his former condition and above that. Now, that's what God said here. So an atmosphere of thankfulness creates an environment where God can do more than otherwise could possibly happen. When we're thankful to the Lord, it opens doors that no other thing we could do could open. People who are unthankful have a difficult time receiving from God. Now, thankfulness, even though it's in this case obviously directed to God, but you find it manifested in relationships. Because I think that what we practice in one area, we'll practice in another area. And so you see people who are unthankful in general. They don't say thank you. That's common in society. And as a matter of fact, you know, we're, we're such a liberated society. In many cases now, if you hold the door open for a woman, she'll get mad at you because, you know, you're declaring she's weak or something like that. No, there's just a need to be courteous. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong here. We're not, we're not putting anybody down. But, you know, society has robbed us from common courtesies that ought to be a part of how we live. And to say thank you to somebody is the right thing to do. A person who doesn't know how to say thank you is really not deserving of future blessing. You know that just in common life. Amen. Thankfulness opens the door to blessing, not just from God, but to, to and from one another. You want to do more for people who are thankful for the attention or maybe the provision or maybe the blessing, whatever case that you've brought into their life. Now, we don't give to one another just so we can get an attaboy or a praise. The Bible says to give expecting nothing in return. So you may get a thank you and you may not, but that doesn't stop you from being generous because that's who you are, period, but it does make you feel better when somebody appreciates your sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, I'm not saying we only give for that, but we, 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 we enjoy our process better if people appreciate what we do, don't you think? Well, that nature of how you feel about that is put in there by the Spirit of God. That's, that's the God inside you that causes you to feel that way. And so we have to be careful to make sure we're thankful people. We have to make sure that we give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. We're talking about creating an atmosphere that God can move in your life. Barbara's prayers were answered when her husband, Julius, came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior while watching the Power of the Word broadcast. Sadly, Julius passed away soon after, but Barbara is at peace knowing that he made Jesus his Lord and Savior and that soon they'll be reunited in heaven. Hi, I'm Carly, I'm the producer here at the Power of the Word, and we often hear of individuals coming to know Jesus as their Lord and strengthening their relationship with him through our broadcast. 
God is doing incredible things in this ministry, and it is all made possible by our faithful monthly partners. We truly, truly cherish your partnership. I wanna ask you today if you would consider becoming a monthly partner with us. When you partner with a ministry like Power of the Word, the blessing on that ministry comes into your life as well. Becoming a partner is very simple. Just go to powerofthewordcom slash partner, call us at 1-800-956-4433 or text GIVE to 865-978-6380. From all of us here at Power of the Word, thank you for your partnership. We need to be thankful people. Everybody say thankful. Now, his thankfulness created the conditions, the atmosphere in which Jesus worked and made him completely whole. That's a wonderful thing. Amen. So thankfulness creates an atmosphere in which God will work. By the same token, unthankfulness creates an atmosphere in which God will not manifest. I mean, you just have to conclude that. If thankfulness brings his blessing, brings his moving in our person's life, then unthankfulness will stop it or hinder it. Amen? And so we need to practice being thankful. Say, practice thankfulness. And when you do it on all, on all sides. Amen? I mean, if a person lets you out in traffic, give them a wave. You know, it's just a small token. But don't you want to do it more when people appreciate what you've done? You know, and, and so in, in our little community down there where we, you know, go home and little area down there, it's a little, little shopping center type area. And uh, there's all kinds of people coming in and going out and all that. It's just one of those little places, you know. And uh, you have to always... Let somebody cross in front of you, get caught by a light, you know, let them cross over and whatever. And uh, you always feel better about it when somebody acknowledges it, don't you? Now, see, that's small, but it makes you want to do it more when people appreciate it. And uh, I think that God put that in you. Now, I want you to notice this in Hebrews 13 and verse number 15. It says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Now, what I want you to see here is the connection between praise and thankfulness. Notice right here, he said, the fruit of our lips giving thanks, and we offer the sacrifice of praise to God. So thankfulness and praise are synonymous. So even when we come to church, our praise is our thankfulness being expressed to God. That's why you do it. It's not just so you can sing some songs and get in the mood. You know what I'm talking about? It is we come into the house of the Lord and we lift our hands, we lift our voices, and we enter into a, 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 a chorus with one another of thankfulness to God for His goodness. And so that's why, that's why you worship. Worship and praise is an expression of our thankfulness to God. And so sometimes if you just go to the Scriptures and you look up 
verses on thanks or thanksgiving or thankfulness or whatever, uh, you'll miss a good portion of them because you don't look in a broad enough scope. Because every time you see praise, you're seeing the same thing in expression. Every time you see worship, you're seeing the same thing being expressed. It's people who are thankful to the Lord. So praise is a form of giving thanks. Thankfulness is, thankfulness is expressed with praise, worship, blessing the Lord. I had somebody, this has been a number of years ago now, but you know, they, they, you know, they, were, they were real super spiritual. And in the uh, book of Hebrews chapter 7, and it's, it's talking about the tithe and various things there through that passage. But one of the things it says is the less is blessed of the better. And so their conclusion was, since the less is blessed of the better, how presumptuous of us it would be to believe we can bless God. Well, why did the Bible say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits? The Bible wants us to bless him. Now, if you, if you study that word bless, it means to speak well of or speak favorably about. Amen. And so when we bless the Lord, we're speaking well of him and we're speaking favorably about him. We're not condescendingly giving a blessing to him as if he needed us to be able to function. He's self-sufficient. He doesn't have to have what we have. But you know, the amazing thing is God wants us and God allows us to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And so we bless the Lord. So when you see blessing the Lord in scripture, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about being thankful unto him, being people who are, have a heart of thankfulness. This whole holiday that's set apart. I know in our secular world now, they tell us that it was the pilgrims who were being thankful to the Indians and that's why they had the feast. No, they weren't. They'd been dying. A bunch of them had been dying off. They were giving thanks to, the God, to God for his provision. So see, the secular mind does not want you to give thanks to God. Well, they don't even want to acknowledge that God even exists. So why would you give thanks to him? I heard one of our big politicians, if I called his name, you'd know it. I won't, out of courtesy, but it probably should be called. And in another setting, maybe it will be called. But the point is, is it happened very recently and there's some legislation passing across in front of where his sphere of influence and leadership is exercised. And his, his statement was, and it was something that wasn't very pleasing to scripture and the God of the Bible. And he, this is his statement. I don't care what God thinks about it. Well, at least you're honest. You're stupid but at least we know you. He doesn't care. Why? Well, you don't even believe in God. Why would you, why would you care what God thinks if you, give, if you don't acknowledge him at all? If you're an atheist, why would you care what God thinks? Well, see what he was telling in his particular political party, they are atheists. They struck God out of their whole, uh, their whole platform. So it's the party of the atheists of which he's one of the leaders. So why should we be surprised? But it's stupid. It's folly. We should care what God thinks. Amen? 
And so thankfulness is expressed with praise and worship and blessing the Lord. It's also uh, expressed through remembering, calling to remembrance the blessings. You remember David when he was discouraged? The Bible says that he, he set himself to the side and he rehearsed the goodness of God and encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes if you go back and encourage yourself with past victories, if you remember who God is and what God did, if you remember what Jesus did at Calvary, it's pretty easy to get encouraged. Amen. And so we go back and remember intentionally on purpose. And that's a part of our expressing our thankfulness to the God, to God, the God of the Bible, the God we serve. Amen. So we express our thankfulness by remembering who he is and what he does. We express it through exalting his power, his position, his exalted platform. The Lord is high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. I heard a little kid say that and said, what kind of train was it? <laughs> you know. Amen, kids. Wonderful, isn't it? It is. It's funny. But we speak about him lovingly. That's another way that we show thanks to the Lord, to speak good about him. See, that's how we bless the Lord. We speak favorably of him. And so uh, it's more than just saying, thank you, Lord. But now sometimes it's good to just say, thank you, Lord. The Bible gives us very clear instruction about thanking him over our meals. But that's only one area. But we should do that. Again, we've been talking to you about God working in atmospheres. There are environments where he manifests himself and other places where he simply uh, does not show his presence. We know God's always with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. But he will not manifest in certain atmospheres. And one of those atmospheres that causes him to be among us is an atmosphere of thankfulness. We, each of us, have so much to be thankful for that as the song says, as the story goes, we need to remind ourselves of our blessings. We need to sit down and count those blessings and maintain an atmosphere of thankfulness to the Lord because the Lord is good and he's done great things for all of us. And if we take the opportunity, the time to show our thankfulness to him, that's one of those conditions that causes him to begin to manifest himself to us. It's not a manipulation of his presence. It's a cooperation with his presence. So maintain that thankful attitude. You know, the biggest thing that we can be thankful for is we're forgiven. Jesus is the forgiver. He went to Calvary. He died on Calvary's cross. He was buried and raised from the dead for our sins. And we can be forgiven. And we're more thankful for that than any other thing. If you've never made him the Lord of your life and been forgiven of your sins, do it right now. Say, Jesus, do it. Say, Jesus. I take you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you to serve you today and forever. And Satan, I don't serve you. You are not my God. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. 
We've enjoyed being with you. Look forward to our next time together. Maintain that thankful attitude in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you next time. We hope you've been blessed by today's teaching. If you would like to receive this message by Dr. Ed King as an MP3 or CD for a gift of any amount, please visit us at poweroftheword.com or call us at 800-956-4433. Let the truths found in this message take hold in your life. Request your copy today.